This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. It's Monday, May 23rd. From inside the WTOP newsroom, this is the DMV Download, presented by Steamfitters Local 602. Learn how Steamfitters can benefit your business at steamfitters-602.org. Today, hundreds of passengers are recovering after a rough morning at Reagan National Airport. WTOP's Acacia James tells us that some sat on the tarmac for four hours. Imagine that. You're home in your home destination, and you cannot get off the plane. And are we destined for travel delays this summer as airlines struggle with staff shortages and scheduling? Not quite. CBS travel editor Peter Greenberg gives us some specific tips for airlines. He says you've got to get to the airport three hours early and... If you're going to be connecting flights, give yourself at least 90 minutes to two hours as a connect time. Thanks for joining us. I'm Megan Cloherty. And I'm Luke Garrett. So hundreds of travelers spent the night at Reagan National's tarmac. Four hours. That's how long some flyers were stranded on their plane with no gate to go to. And the reason? Nasty weather didn't help, but neither did staff shortages among the airlines. WTOP's Acacia James went down to Arlington and talked to American Airlines passengers who finally got off those planes around four in the morning. After landing, I think it was at midnight. Is that right? Midnight. A few of them landed just after midnight, 1215, maybe 1224. Wow. Yeah. So, I mean, you talked to a few of them. What did they have to say about the about the delay and just, I'm sure, the frustration? So it was surprising. A lot of them were not as frustrated as I had expected. Um, <laughs> th- there's been a lot of issues with the airlines, with transportation just all over since the pandemic. And so some of them were, you know, upset, but a lot of them were like, okay, we kind of expected this, but they just wanted more information from the flight attendants. They mm kind of didn't understand why they had to sit there for four entire hours. Like, what can what could be done? One guy was trying to explain to me what the flight attendant explained to him, and he was just like... I'm drawing a blank. It's 5 o'clock in the morning. I know, it's 5 in the morning. Yeah, it was, the planes were still at the... Um, the gate. The gate. Uh-huh. And they could not leave because of weather, and we just sat there. He was like, I'm so exhausted, I'm sorry. One man came from Alabama, and his issue started there. We get on an airplane and about to take off, and they say it's bad weather in D.C., so they says flights can land. So we stayed on the airplane on the runway probably like two hours, so they pushed us back to the gate. They finally said the flight was going to take off. We leave about 9, 9.35 p.m. Birmingham time, get to D.C. at 12.15 exactly, stayed on the plane all the way until 4.24 a.m. It really did seem like a big weather issue because they couldn't get the planes to leave the gates. Mm. Therefore, they couldn't get people to get to the gates to get off. Right, right. It was like a gate issue. It was a gate issue mainly. Like, I think staffing issues are going to be, like, flat across the board. That will always harm things. Flights could not take off, basically. So they were waiting idling at the Mm. gates. Mm. But I can't imagine sitting in a plane, seeing the airport, and you're just there, kind of trapped in this can. The one guy I talked to, he had work in three hours, like three hours. It was five o'clock. And he's like, I got to be at work. It's eight o'clock. You got to be at work in three hours? Yeah. It, it was just it's crazy. Was it more of an American Airlines issue than it was like a, a Reagan National Airport issue? It was more of an American Airline issue. So we did get a statement from them and they just said that it, they just, you know, 
apologize like they do um, and just said, you know, the weather really played an issue. And oh, so they did blame the weather. They, they didn't they say it was the staffing. For, they confirmed that it was weather. They did not confirm if staffing had anything to do with mm. that. Um, you know, there was some talk on Twitter. You can't really verify it, but that they diverted a lot of flights from BWI to DCA, which American Airlines said there was an influx of flights. So hmm. they just got messed up. They had too much going on and the weather <laughs> was terrible. And so flights were delayed. So flights coming in were delayed getting home. Imagine that. You're home in your home destination and you cannot get off the plane. Mm. <laughs> so frustrating. Yeah. Well, Acacia, thank you for going there at 3 a.m. this morning and being a trooper and getting the story. We appreciate Anytime. you <laughs> bringing it here to us. Of course. Thank you guys for having me. So when delays like these happen, it's hard not to feel like you're at the mercy of the airlines. But do travelers have rights? Actually, we found out from the U.S. Department of Transportation, they spell out specifically about delays on the tarmac. You do have rights, and they're very specific about how long an airline can really keep you on the plane before they have to give you the option of getting off and going into the airport. Mm. So basically, airlines are required to move the plane to a location where the passengers can safely get off the plane before three hours for a domestic flight, and it's four hours for an international flight. But the annoying thing, Luke, is the way this is written, there are exceptions And they're really broad. Right, right. Like safety, which probably can be determined by the airlines at some points. Right. Safety, security, or air traffic control related reasons, which Hmm. like kind of is a large umbrella. Right. Um, But the, the Office of Aviation Consumer Protection has this whole list and they are who you would complain to. Right. If you're stuck in this situation. Obviously, they're like Monday through Friday, you know, <laughs> eight to four. So they're not going to be able to help you probably while you're sitting on the flight. But but still, you could file. Yeah, you can file a grievance. Right. And this is tarmac delays specifically, not not just delays, because I'm pretty sure in the U.S. you are not guaranteed any sort of compensation. And that's according to the Department of Transportation. If your flight is delayed, you know, it's per airline. There's not any federal regulation. But if you're traveling in Europe and your flight is delayed by mm-hmm. more than three hours, you're entitled to at least 250 euros. So the European Union has like dedicated delay payments, basically, or compensation rates. Not the same um, in the U.S. I feel like a lot of times if you're burned by one airline, people tend to not fly them again. So American had a bad day. There's no getting getting around that. Right. Getting around that this morning. But I looked up the J.D. Power 2022 North American Airline Satisfaction Survey found that not surprisingly, airline passenger satisfaction is declining across the board. Mm. But they rated, um, you know, how well these airlines did. And Southwest got the highest rating. WestJet, which I haven't heard of, got the last. But American was ninth out of 11. Oof. And after the break, we're actually talking to a travel expert about whether this travel nightmare at Reagan National is destined to happen again during the summer season. Travel editor Peter Greenberg with CBS joins us. If you want to save money and grow profits on your next commercial heating, cooling, HVAC, or refrigeration project, go with the men and women of Steamfitters Local 602. You can trust the experience of its workforce, members who have expertise in heating, air conditioning, refrigeration, and process piping to deliver work that's on time and on budget. For a partner you can trust who's mutually focused on your bottom line and to schedule, contact Steamfitters Local 602 at steamfitters-602.org. That's steamfitters-602.org. Steamfitters Local 602, changing lives. Thanks for listening to the DMV Download. If you like the podcast, head to our show page, give us a rating, and leave a review. We read all of them and use the suggestions to improve this show that we're so proud of. 
It also helps other listeners find this, our region's only local daily news podcast. Thanks for making us a part of your day. I don't know about you, but that last story has me nervous for traveling this summer, and especially this Memorial Day. There's so much to consider, not only with airline staffing shortages being ever-present, but also the escalating gas prices for those of us who are driving to our destination this summer. Joining us now is CBS travel editor Peter Greenberg. And Peter, it kind of sounds like we should all stay put, (laughs) although I imagine this isn't entirely bad news. Thanks for being here. Yeah, it's sort of a little perfect storm in which we're getting a little bit of advanced warning because it's not just the staffing issues, it's scheduling. And it's not just scheduling. It's basically figuring out how airlines are allowed to schedule flights on runways that can't handle the load as well. Yeah. So it's about three different things. For example, on any given day at any given airport, any runway can only accommodate about 22 takeoffs because it's about three minutes of separation, maybe two and a half minutes of separation between every takeoff that you have. Hmm. Well, why are the airlines then allowed to schedule 34 8 a.m. departures? or, you know, 29, 5 p.m. departures. We already know at that point, no one could actually get out on time. What compounds it, and you see this at many airports, including Reagan, is that you have perpendicular runways, so that you're you're using one runway for takeoff, another runway for landing, so planes can't just cross the landing runway to take off until there's time to do that. So it's not really a three-minute separation. It's often a six- or a seven-minute separation. Right, because of the logistics. That's interesting. Right. So so as a result, if the airlines were honest, they would let you know you were boarding a flight at five o'clock to leave the gate, not to take off. And we know with what happened at um, Reagan, as Acacia was telling us, had a lot to do with the weather. Weather forecast aside, what should travelers expect at the airport this weekend? Because we know, as you mentioned, some of those problems are not going anywhere. Well, start with the TSA being understaffed. This is not a new development. They were understaffed last summer as well. So lines are going to be longer. We had a situation that happened with me uh, just a couple of weeks ago in April, not in May. Uh, I was going from LaGuardia to Cleveland at 11 o'clock in the morning on a Wednesday, not a busy travel time. And about eight out of the 10 departures at that hour could not leave on time because the flight crews realized they were about 70 passengers short per plane. They were still stuck in the security lines. Wow. So, So it gets even worse because... All those planes that were connecting in Dallas, Charlotte, and Atlanta, those people, by the time they got there, they had missed their connecting flights. Mm -hmm. So my advice is this. In the old days, it was just, you know, pick the earliest flight of the day and go. There's one more thing you got to add to it. Call the airline and ask them. I'll make up a flight number. Let's say it's flight 404, and at least it's 7 in the morning. What you want to make sure is, hey, is the plane assigned to flight 404? Did that plane overnight at Reagan last night or did it overnight at Dulles last night? If it did, there's a reasonably good chance the crew stayed with the plane and you're actually going to leave on time. Mm. If it didn't, you may be waiting for another crew to come off another flight that may not be able to get to the gate and the process and the problem starts all over again. Right, but you can't change your flight at that point. I mean, you kind of, you are where you are, right? But you know if you're going to be delayed, you're saying you're, you'll have an idea. Well, yes, but you can't listen. I can tell you right now that if I want to fly at seven o'clock in the morning from Chicago to Washington, I call the airline. They can let me know if that seven o'clock flight overnighted there the night before. Mm. And so it sounds like, you know, this summer is going to be the summer of active travelers. You're really going to have to be on the ball, in other words, if you're going to want a smoother summer trip. Is that right? Well, if you take a look at the real numbers of how many passengers are being screened at TSA checkpoints, 
the biggest number is averaging about 2.3 million. By this weekend, it could be 3.1 million. And that's when the system starts to fall apart. Mm. Wow. And so with so many people, you know, taking these flights and there's the likelihood of so many big delays and the increasing fare of, you know, airline tickets, do you see more people taking their cars for travel? Oh, many more. I'll give you an example. A month and a half ago, the airfare for a round trip flight from Los Angeles to San Francisco, a flight that only lasted 38 minutes, was $93 round trip. You know what it is today? Oh, God. It's $410 no round way. trip. Wow. So now let's do let's do the math. You're a family of four. Do you want to spend $1,600 just to go to San Francisco by air? You do not. So you cram the kids in the car, strap granny on the roof, and that's, <laughs> how, and that's how you do it. So that if you do the real numbers here, gas would have to go to maybe $15 a gallon before people would not even be able to make that decision. That's why so many more people are driving this summer. Knocking on wood for that $15 a gallon. <laughs> but hopefully that doesn't happen. Well, because flights are so expensive, are we expecting more travelers than last year, you're saying, even despite these rising costs? We are, but the smart travelers are actually looking at some other destinations outside the U.S., where the U.S. dollar is so much stronger against foreign currencies. So, for example, the euro is now down to like a dollar two. That's its lowest point in five years. And the U.S. dollar against many foreign currencies is at its strongest point in 20 years. Mm. So if you take a look at the Argentinian peso, the South African rand, or the Turkish lira, you see bargains that you've never seen before. Anybody taking a vacation to Turkey this summer will spend on average 36% less than they did last year. And how are those ticket prices faring when flying internationally? Are they seeing the same rises that domestic flights are? They're not, because that's a function perhaps of what's going on in Ukraine. Americans worried about going overseas, still some residual COVID worries. Mm -hmm. But if you've gotten your vaccination and your booster, you practice some common sense, and you make your travel decisions now before those fares go up again in June and July, you'll be okay. Any tips, Peter, that you think will really help us this Memorial Day? I mean, say you are taking a train or you are taking, I mean, you've got to expect delays because there's just the volume of travelers is going to be a lot higher. But is there anything that we could really use to to make our trips easier? Yes. Uh, The old school, of course, is to get to the airport two hours before your flight. Forget that. Get there three hours before your flight. Wow. But a much more important piece of advice is if you're going to be connecting flights, give yourself at least 90 minutes to two hours as a connect time. Because if you miss that first flight or your first flight is late coming in, even though the airline might be able to put you on another flight, they won't be because that other flight is already full. Mm. And Peter, is COVID-19 still a factor in travel as it was in the years past, these past two years, or is it less of a factor now? It's much less of a factor. It's inflation and, and rising gas prices that's first on the list for most passengers now as opposed to COVID-19. They've gotten to the point where they're managing it, meaning the virus. They're trying to figure out how they're going to manage the gas prices. CBS travel editor Peter Greenberg with all the details and the tips for us. Peter, thanks for your time. You got it, guys. And before we go, I'm hearing that we have some straggling cicadas. Remember those huge bugs from last summer? Do you remember? (laughs) They were everywhere. (laughs) Remember that thing that happened for a series of weeks? Yeah, um, apparently there are a year late to the party. These are called periodical cicadas. And I guess that, you know, they miss the brood X party. I mean, yeah. I don't know what to say. They, yeah. they just are late. Um, and apparently it's like finding a four leaf clover. This entomologist described it as that. I don't know if I'd feel that way if I found a cicada, but 
they're very, very rare. Oh, really? It's very rare that they would have just missed the deadline. Mm. So there's only a couple of them out there, but they found some um, everywhere between Tennessee and Maryland. Oh, wow. These, yeah. I feel bad for those guys and, and ladies, I guess. You know, I mean, well, like they're missed the Brood X. Millions and millions of these guys had waited <laughs> 17 years to wake up together and procreate and have a great time. I was going to say, the whole point was the procreation <laughs> part. So the fact and, that they're uh, they're rare, they're not probably going to find their mate. They're and... just chirping alone and going to get eaten by a bird. I, I read last year <laughs> that they are like literally the least evasive, you know, like creatures. They're very delicious, nutritious, and easy to catch. But because these broods happen, there's so many of them, they have a high success rate. But if you don't have a lot of you guys, then it's not that high of a success rate, if that makes sense. I remember they would just, like, hit my car and then just be sitting there on the car. I'm like, uh, we need to work on your flight. The beloved cicadas. I love them. Some people hate them. I, I hate them. Mm, I'll that, just go ahead and say that. That's all right. That's I, all right. I'm happy to wait another 17 years. <laughs> and that'll do it for us today on the DMV Download. We're sponsored by Steamfitters Local 602. Our managing editor is Craig Schwab, and our music is by Real World. Leave us a review and rate our show if you get a chance. And follow us on social media, where we post content every day from behind the scenes of making the podcast. You can find out more about this podcast and become one of our VIP listeners at dmvdownload.com. The DMV Download is a product of WTOP News. Listen on 103.5 FM in the D.C. area, 107.7 FM in Virginia, 103.9 FM in Frederick, Maryland, online at WTOP.com, and on the WTOP News app. Have a great night, everyone.